0: Broadcasting live from Los Angeles, it's the number one high school football recruiting podcast on the planet, The Transparent Truth, hosted by the coach and Greg Biggins. The Transparent Truth. <adjectives> <laughs> 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 ha ha, welcome, welcome. You are now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith, hanging out with my guy, Greg Biggins. What up, Greg? What up, Keith? How are you? Man, I'm feeling good, baby. It's a great, great week, the opening. Big time things, big time players. Got a lot to talk about today. Good event. This is the Transparent Truth Special Report. report, report. Special, special Report, the opening. Special Report, special edition, special episode. I'm in Beaverton, Oregon, this last week. A lot of really good players. A Lot of really good things. I'm gonna start off with some recruiting news. My guy, the number one guy in the business, Greg Bingham. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report.
1: We don't want to spend too much time on recruiting. We can always get to that. But a a few nuggets that came out of the weekend, I thought one of the biggest ones was Devin Williams, who absolutely killed it out there on both sides of the ball, Uh, came out with a leader. It's the Oregon Ducks right now. I think Oregon also probably leads for Isaiah Crocker. So those are two stud receivers. I think Oregon's absolutely killing on the recruiting show New staff is in there, excited. They're energetic. They're doing really well. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Another guy who's pretty good at football. You know, yep. he's, not, he's got a future in that. Not school, bad. Right? He's not, not bad, bad at all. all. Yep. Had him in the podcast a couple weeks ago. It kind of reiterated what he taught, what he told us. I think Stanford, USC, Notre Dame are the three schools. He, he would never mention a top five, but that's just me gathering, you know, information. I, I think those three might be the, the team to beat. Obviously, he has brothers at Notre Dame, Equinemius, Osiris, at Stanford, and USC is making a late push as well. So I think those three are in a good spot. I think Taylor Stewart, also a big corner, six two, had a good good week. It's week. It's What up, Itz? I, I like what I saw. Uh, some kind of not just recruiting news, but some transfer news. He's going to Helix High School, former uh, alma mater of a guy named Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. Alex Smith, two other uh, of the players. Right I, I think USC, if they make a big push, is still probably in a good spot. But he's going to take some visits. He mentioned Michigan, Ohio State, a couple Midwest powers. And then Brian Addison, another guy who we love forever. Uh, it it kind of sounds crazy, but I would not be surprised right now. If a Sarah player actually might have UCLA as their leader. For the longest time, the joke was, if you're UCLA, don't even recruit Sarah. That's right. Don't even try it. Because they all just dial in. And don't get me wrong, I think USC is very involved. Arizona State, where his brother is at. Sure. The track team. Sure. Is heavily involved. And he wants to visit Michigan and Oregon and Washington. But could have a decision during his homecoming game. Last but not least, Cameron Latu from Utah. Cameron Latu. One of the top defensive ends out there. Uh, I think right now, he recently visited Alabama. And I... I have to guess, I think the tide is probably in a good spot for Cam Latu right now. Obviously, all the majors, USC, Homestead, Utah youth, are all involved, but watch out for Bama for Cam and Latu. But watch out for Bama. Go road tide.
0: Hashtag road tide. So, a little recruiting news. Got some guys with some top schools involved. And I know, like you said, Coach Taggart over there in Oregon, they're lighting it up on a recruiting trail. So, moving along, we're going to talk about our first impressions at the, the opening this past week. It was unbelievable event uh, out in beaverton at the nike campus uh this is my fourth time in a row being there and each year it seems to get better the event gets better it gets bigger it gets better more energy more intensity uh so it's a lot of fun watching a lot of the top players in the country go head to head and so we want to talk a little bit about our first for our first impression so you get a chance to hang out with a guy like Greg Biggins, a star in the industry. Stop. Stop! Keep stopping. People people, no. Stop people, don't talk to you. Stop they that. kind of talk Stop. at Stop. you. Stop that. And they kind of look at Greg as they're talking at you. But spending some time with Greg out in Beaverton and, and hanging out. Our, you know, my first impressions uh, when I saw the wide receivers and the quarterbacks kind of throwing against the air was, number one, Trevor Lawrence, he's a big kid. <laughs> he's a big kid. I mean, he's built like a – like a brick house. 6'5,
1: legit. Uh, looks like he's easily 200 and. Look, looks like Tarzan, plays like Tarzan. No Jane. Yeah, all no, here at all. no Jane he's, there. He's, he's the best of both worlds. Yeah, he's a big time looking
0: cat. I mean, 6'5, ripped. He's got the long locks. Um, he's just studly looking. He probably could be a model if he wanted to be. Just a studly looking kid. Um, also, a receiver out of New Brunswick, New Jersey, Justin Shorter. Uh, Watching him just kind of move around, going through routes and catching the ball. Six foot four, 215, 220 pounds, run like the wind, fluid, explosive. Just really liked him the first day, Um, just on the hoof. He just looked like a special prospect to me. I know I pointed that out uh, with you, Greg, as we were sitting down watching it and was only, only like 300 times oh, that, that first day. May, Owens, maybe, maybe 400 he was mentioned a few times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when I watch him, I just, I see a young Terrell Owens, uh, knees up, toes up, tall, linear guy, but can get side to side. It's really liked him off another, and you know, last but not least, um, uh, Justin Rogers, uh, quarterback out of Louisiana, Bossier high school, six, four, two Oh five, long arm, smooth stroke, um, just a really good football player, good quarterback. Um, he just looks really good out there with his length and his size, and he's a great athlete as well. It's a 4'5", 40 guy. So uh, just off
1: the hook uh, on the first day out there, those are the guys who stood out to me. I mean, Rodgers made my, we'll get to this later, all, the all-tournament team. I, I like Rodgers as well, but uh, my first impressions on the hook, I, I went in and we had talks about the receivers, and I, I was really curious to see you know, I'll admit it I'm a West Coast guy, but love the national kids as well. And we have Amon Ross St. Brown, our number one receiver. And I get it, he's not 6'3, he's not a 4'3 guy. I want to see how he measured up against these freaks, Justin sure. Ross, who a tip from you, I went and watched his highlight, his basketball highlights, and I was blown away. He was doing windmill dunks and free throw line I'm <laughs> yeah. like, How this guy jumped twenty seven inches at a Nike camp right when the guys dunk it from the free throw line. Well, that's right. <laughs> that's hard to do. That's right. I wanted to see Terrace Marshall for yeah. the first time. Yep. Um I wanted to see Cameron Babb. You know, real intriguing body. You know, we mentioned sure. looks like a running back. The guy's got calves. Yeah, like I can't even think of someone to compare those calves to, but they're not trying to be all weird. But they're nice looking calves. I mean, that most masculine way possible. That's kind of weird. Chris. It is kind of a weird, but you kind of went in on on you know Lawrence being kind of good looking, so I thought I can get away with the calf. The I say studly
0: looking, but that's okay. Go ahead. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I'll, I'll, dude, I'll be honest. I still thought St. Brown. My first impression was this is the best receiver here. Okay. Uh, the quarterbacks, you know, again, I had seen a lot of them from the Cleveland finals. I saw Lawrence and Fields. But uh, I like Justin Rogers. He made yeah. an impression on me. Then the tight end uh, as well that who made an impression was, was Jeremy Ruckert. And he kind of short all the way through the camp that first day Wednesday all the way to Monday, championship Monday. So those are just kind of the first, again, eyeballing and and just seeing what they're doing routes on air. Just quarterback receivers, tight ends that first day. So those are some of the guys that caught my eye. Sure. So the premise of the opening is to get the top
0: 160, 180 players in the nation, great athletes, great size, great speed, and get them to compete with each other. But at the center of it all, there's a huge quarterback competition, the Elite 11, and they're going to find out who the Elite 11 champion or Elite 11 winner is, and Two guys that kind of stood mostly above the rest. I think probably top three or four um, in a group. But the two guys with the two biggest names out there, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um, Justin out of Georgia, Trevor um, also out of Georgia, just two big-time quarterbacks. Um, They really showed well, came out and put their best foot forward. And uh, I know for me myself, I thought Justin Fields was fantastic. Um, there's been some things said about his performance um, that I'm sure we're going to get into, but I thought he was awesome. I thought Trevor Lawrence looked great at times. He looked special at times, uh, but also saw some times where I think he struggled a little bit. So we're
1: going to talk a little bit about that, Greg. Yeah, I mean, they, there's going to be a debate, and it's, it's, a, it's a conversation that that needs to be had. You know, last year, you know, the, or a couple years ago, there was debate. Between Jacob and Shea Patterson, sure. I know twenty four sevens. You know, kind of talked about that. Right now, Trevor Lawrence has kind of been the. the don't, don't even question it. A consensus, right. not just number one quarterback, number one player. People have said things like historical, yeah. one of the best we've seen in ten years. And when you watch his film, and this guy's a two time state champion in a sure. large school division, he's going to break all the touchdown and yardage records from a guy named Deshaun Watson. who's pretty good at football. He was decent. Uh, so this at this past event. There was no debate who was the better guy that week. Fields had not just the better week. I'll I'll go on record saying it might have been the best I've ever seen from a quarterback. I've been covering this event since I worked there at Student Sports. I mean, you can count on one hand how many bad throws Fields had. It wasn't a lot. Everything he did was, was flawless. Yeah. Even his throwaways, his incomplete passes were the right read. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His deep ball, his progressions, he, he's throwing the ball with juice, he's throwing the ball with touch, he's finding guys, he's looking off safeties. I mean, he did everything. He's leaned his team. He's an sure. example. Sure. The reason why I'm not just quite ready to say, okay, based on that performance, let's, let's flip it. And we have Fields and Trevor, they're both in our top five. So it's not sure. like one guy's, at the end of the day, it's still shorts and, and t-shirts. Sure. So I, I'm not ready to make that radical switch. I also have to kind of felt for Lawrence a little bit. Uh, I would say Fields probably had five better receivers than Trevor's number one guy. Mm. I, I saw a lot of drops uh, from Trevor Lawrence's team, but also saw some throws that he that he tried to squeeze in there. Uh, and again, the psychology of the whole deal is you get a couple drops, you start to kind of squeeze the ball, you get an you sure. make a big play. Sure. You know, you get three plays about go 20 yards, you got to go deep. Yeah. And you have to force things. It's a lot sure. easier to complete a ball on third and five than third and 20. Yeah. So the debate for me – Uh, I have no problem with anybody wanting to say Fields is better. Mm -hmm. I won't won't argue that. But for me, I'm not ready to do it just yet. Uh, Let's see see some senior film and pads, and then we can maybe have that conversation again. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Uh, Fields, you know, he was a guy who,
0: like you said, he made all the right reads, made all the tough throws. I think he did uh, have an advantage with some high-level receivers who gained separation and made windows a little bit more open, a little bit more wider for him to fit the ball in. Uh, but like I said, I saw him down at IMG a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I thought he was really good. Didn't think he was great, but thought he was really good. Uh, this past week at the OB, I thought he was phenomenal. Uh, his accuracy was tremendous on all three levels. He got the ball out on time. Rarely, I don't think he took a sack, maybe the whole the whole camp. Um, not one interception. Not one not interception. One. So That's I, unheard of. I don't think he took a sack. I don't think he threw an interception. Uh, I thought his ball placement was fantastic. When the receiver sat down in the zone, it was a zone, there was a defender on the inside, he placed it on the outside so he could get the receiver moving in that momentum so he can uh, get some production after the gas. I mean, it was the small things that I thought he really, really excelled at. On top of that, I thought his intangibles were great. I thought he was, his, his body language yeah. was awesome. I thought his presence was really good. Um, he was just a guy who never got too high, he, never got to, he was just even killed. And, and that's important for a quarterback. That's really, really important for a quarterback because you never know when you're going to be behind, when you're ahead. You never look at the scoreboard. You always want to stay even killed. You want to continue to put your foot on the gas pedal and push the tempo. And uh, He did a great job. One thing about Trevor Lawrence is he's got tremendous deep ball, man. Uh, the guy can just flat out toss the deep ball and drop it in the bucket. I saw him. It was a it was a second in about five. The uh, team was playing two-man. And he had two safeties over the top. I saw he read it. He had four verticals. He pulled the safety into the seam route with his eyes and then cocked his shoulder to the sideline. He dropped about a 50-yard bomb that could have went in my wife's basket (laughs) inside our kitchen. I mean, it was just a beautiful throw, one of the best throws I've seen all weekend. And you can
1: tell me his talent is, is ridiculous, right? And one thing about him, to add to what you were saying about Fields' body language, and I'm, I'm huge on that as well, being a leader, being a guy in the locker room, was that it would have been really easy for Lawrence to get frustrated. I never saw it. You know, and he had, a, when I say he had a lot of drops, I, I would say two or three per game. I didn't want to see him, you know, pout, yell at the kid, throw a spike of football, look frustrated. Yeah. Very, very even keel. I think you can tell a lot about a kid, not just in the ups, but the downs. Sure. And he knows he has a target, you know, and he knows what people are saying. He knows they're probably saying, oh, this guy, you know, the guy's never won." Yeah. But I, from what I talk, I don't know the kid personally, but everyone I talk to say he's just a great kid, very, very even keel, uh, great to be around, just a, a dude who you want to have in your locker room. So that, I was really impressed with Lawrence, not just... What well, we know about him physically, but just kind of seeing, you know, when things aren't going well, how do you react? He sure. reacted very well all weekend,
0: and, and I've heard that about him. Uh, I can uh, just kind of reiterate: he was a guy who he didn't seem, he didn't seem to flinch, he didn't seem to get, you know, uh, frustrated or upset. He's just a guy that kept playing. I can appreciate that. Uh, one thing that stood out for me as well with Trevor Lawrence is, like you said, he's a guy that everybody's going gonna go at. Right? He's the guy everybody's chasing. And with all the kind of hype surrounding him as this generational quarterback, my expectations coming in were really, really high for him. Um, I don't know if he met those expectations this week. But, again, it's about the whole body at work. It's not about one event at the opening. Uh, and you can tell his his future is really, really bright. He's got all the – the ability and all talent in the world, he's going to be a special player at the next level. I can see him coming in, playing really early. He's really going to challenge those other yep. recruits from the seventeen and sixteen class to really hold that spot because the guy is just a phenomenal talent. So, um, you know, shout out to Trevor and Justin. Great performances, Justin. One of the best we've seen um, at the opening, and since since Greg's um, kind of been working the opening, and in my last four years, he, he was just fantastic. Led his team to the championship. So shout out to those guys for winning it all and kind of bringing home the title. It was
1: great to watch, great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move it on. Let's go other. What other position? We can stay with the, stay with the quarterbacks right now. Why you sure. want to talk about a little? Uh, want I call an all tournament team? Want I call it an all impressions team? Want I call, it an team, you want call it whatever you want to call it? Sure. So I like a I like a coin phrase. You do. You're you're very much a coin phrase. I'm a
0: coin kind of phrase guy. kind of guy. And uh, so we're gonna go with the all tournament team and the all no tournament nah. team. No, nah, no, nah. maybe. Maybe you should. This is where you just there. go and
1: rip on kids. Is not this is the part of the show where you're gonna just hate on people, Coach Keith? That's the part right now. we will see or coming up later.
0: Well, you know what? People that like to listen and, and people that like to be on Twitter, they want to call it hate, and they want to call it ripping kids. Where I'm from, and the magazine that I've subscribed to, for me and my family, we don't call it ripping. We just call it honesty. Right? We call it being truthful, openly honest, and transparent with with players, with athletes soon as you're critical of a kid, it's called ripping a kid. But if you give him praise, oh, he's a man child. So you got to pick. Yeah. You know, yeah, I,
1: see. People, I hear what you're saying. You
0: know, I got a little bit of issue with that, right? And we got some clowns out there, uh, out there in Portland, who like to uh, jump on bandwagon and try to manipulate situations. But you know, we're gonna move on from that. So, anyways, quarterbacks,
1: all turn- If you had to pick an all tournament. Couple of quarterbacks, Greg. I mean, let's not which way would you go? Obviously, Justin Fields, you know, we've already spent a lot of time talking about Justin, so let's just move on to that. How about how good was Tanner McKee? And, and, and if you can, do I have a chance to maybe tell his story a little bit, which is a phenomenal story for me? Um, so Tanner did even compete on Sunday, you know, very strong in his LDS faith, and, and a kid who you know, my beliefs in the Lord are very real for me. I'm not Mormon, but I still respect the heck out of someone who's that passionate. and he almost didn't make the, lead 11, the the opening to begin with because he chose not to work out on a Sunday during the 11 finals back in Redondo. Still made it. He was that good. Comes out this weekend. Doesn't compete on Sunday, which is the first day of actual seven-on-seven seven play. Sure. Comes out Monday. In the first game, he goes five for five with five touchdowns and just was dealing. And they were in the loser's bracket because they had <clears> not done too well on, on Sunday. So Monday comes out. And I thought they were going to go all the way to the final. I thought he was going to lead them. They were just rolling. Hot! They were rolling everybody. That secondary that you had talked about before. they got some receivers. Devin Williams was killing it. Big-time tight end. And they lost in the semifinals. But for me, Tanner McKee was probably the second most impressive guy behind fields. And and I thought he was tremendous. And then mentioned earlier, Justin Rogers did lead his team over Tanner McKee's team. Sure. A couple great deep balls in the semis. Got to the finals where they got... You know, they got handled pretty well by yeah. Fields' squad, who had been rested. Sure. Uh, coming to that loser's bracket. But then <clears> those three guys, and, and we could break down everybody if you wanted to, this is an all-tournament team. Not everybody gets participation trophies here, right? So, That's right. Not uh, on this show. Fields, McKee, rogers I think all three of those guys deserve some mention. Yeah, no
0: question. So on my null tournament team, null tournament quarterbacks, I thought Quincy Patterson struggled a little bit. Um, thought he struggled reading the field. Thought he struggled being accurate. Um, also, thought Tyler Shaw struggled. Uh, he was on that team with uh, Devin Williams and Tanner, uh, yeah, and Tanner and Sunday and and Saturday. Excuse me, really Sunday. I thought he struggled. Uh, I was talking to some parents and some coaches on the sideline, high school coaches, and I told him, I said, once once Tanner McKee gets on the field, you guys got a shot to win it all. And uh, I've been a big Tanner guy, as you know, for at least the last year and a half before he was even a starter at Corona Centennial. Uh, and I knew he was going to do a great job. I thought Tyler Straw struggled a little bit. He would, he, would, he checked the ball down a ton. Just couldn't really push the ball down the field much. Um, credit to the defenses, you know, tight windows, yep. tight coverage. Uh, but I thought those two quarterbacks struggled a little bit and uh, could really use some uh, some seasoning. Okay, moving right along. Let's go to the running backs.
1: Okay, running backs as a whole were just okay for me. And this event, probably if there's one position that you can kind of say, running backs don't really have, you know, much of a chance to do what, the, you know, do their thing. It's, it's it's seven on seven play. So it was funny. I flew home in the same the same flight with T J. Pledger's mom. I was like, hey, T J. Have a good time. It's like, man, this isn't really his thing. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, two guys I, I did like, uh, Penn State commit Ricky Slade. Yep. Uh, he, he got a little juice to him. Uh, I kind of liked him a lot. And then uh, Ohio State commits, like there's a ton of Ohio State action out there. Yeah. But Jalen Gill. I thought those two guys, it, even in, a, it, in, a, in an event that doesn't showcase what they can do, those two guys still kind of jumped out to me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm same with you, Jalen Gill. Uh, I thought he was quick. I thought he had great moves. Also, James Cook. Um, I thought he was electric with his feet, freaky in space. Um, I thought he did a great job. Some North tournament guys. I um, only have one at the running backs. Uh, Lorenzo Lingard. I had high expectations of Lorenzo. He was part of our uh, Prep Academy uh, back three years ago when we brought the top 50 freshmen. Uh, but watching him in, in, in cat and mouse, he couldn't make anybody miss. Uh, watching him in 7-on-7, I thought he caught the ball pretty well, but, again, couldn't make the first defender miss. And for me, if you're a running back and you can't make the first defender miss, uh, you're, you're nowhere near elite for me. Yeah. Um, so Lorenzo Lingard, thought he struggled a little bit in space, uh, needs to get a little bit more wiggle, maybe lay off the weights a little bit and mm. be able to cut somebody up that's yeah. in front of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. So, before we move on to the wide receivers, which is a fantastic group, would you say? Yeah, know, loaded. loaded. Loaded group. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to be back talking about the all-tournament team and the NAW tournament team of receivers. The transparent truth for the coach Greg Beggins. We'll be right back. Back, back. Are you feeling extra sensitive? Not quite feeling like the studs you once were? Do you often find yourself sad and blue for no apparent reason? Are you screenshotting conversations? Are you gossiping like a woman? Well, we have just a solution. Man up, specially formulated for wimps like you. Each dosage contains 50 milligrams of courage, 50 milligrams of bull testicle extract, and a whopping 100 milligrams of manhood. Take up the five times per day for optimal results, and you will be feeling like a real man before you know it. Call 1-800-MAN-DOWN. That's 1-800-626-3696. Order now, sissy. So we're talking receivers from the opening, Big Greg Biggins. A
1: lot of big-time players there. A lot of big ones. I thought... I th- especially that first Nike camp, they really hammered the DBs. A few exceptions, yeah. a couple of DBs that we like that we'll get to later on, but receivers were definitely the strength of that position group between receiver DBs. When you talk receivers and you talk West Coast, especially, or really naturally, you got to start mm-hmm. off with a we St. Brown, don't you? You have to, and, and everybody knew who he was. And they were gonna, those Florida boys were not messing around. They oh, yeah. hated this kid. Broward. Oh my gosh, they hated that kid with a passion. And you yeah. know what? He just, he, he has so much dog in him, man, he just gives, gives it right back. He's not your typical West Coast kid, which pains me to say. West Coast kids have a tendency to be a little softer than the guys in the South. True. But not him. Yeah. Not him at all. Yeah, and he was he was just turned them around like a top all weekend. Unfortunately, he had a he had a hand injury that he couldn't he wanted to go they couldn't clear him for Monday. Yeah, and he actually sat out half a Sunday. Yeah, despite all that, it was again it was cool to see. Cause it doesn't it doesn't fit all the boxes of the measurables that you want. I'm a big fan of the big receivers, the Calvin Johnsons, the sure. Julio Joneses. He's he's not six three. He's never going to be just a great football player. Yeah, and it was cool to see you know hear everybody else who hadn't seen him go man. Okay, this guy's legit. We get it now. We get why you guys have him rated so highly. Devin Williams. Oh, yeah, was a, was a guy who was special. We talked before. We weren't sure how long he was going to do. We know he's a great prospect. Yeah, great athlete. A great athlete. He's sure. going to be there. He's going to get there. But sure. He 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 was there like this weekend. Yeah. And again, he's not super polished, which at this event you kind of almost need to. He just out-athleted everybody. Yeah. So those two guys would definitely be in my my tournament team. you got to give you a lot of credit. Uh, You know, some of your comparisons, you know, you're, you're trying to jump to the gun already. You, you, you're probably wrong when you're right. I'm playing. I don't think so. Keith just gave me the eye of the tiger. <laughs> no, but Justin Shorter, I will give you a ton of credit because we were watching him. I saw him the day before. I'm like, yeah, but he can't catch that well. Right. But it didn't matter because you – and I'm with you. I'm looking at bodies. I'm looking at get off. I'm looking at burst. I'm looking at all that stuff. He got open easier than anybody, including Amla Ra. I mean, he and if you're six you're you you're never covered, right? Back right. Shoulder, back shoulder fades now, the thing. Sure. He was never covered. Always had separation, and he didn't drop anything. So, talking to our East Coast guys, like, dude, he's a monster on defense. Yeah. I can imagine that, but after watching him this past weekend, I'm going to go ahead and, and co sign your Terrell Owens deal. This guy is a special 6'4 who runs like crazy. Uh, those those guys stood out uh, Jamar Chase, Jordan Adams, Josh Van, all those good, good receivers, but the, if we're going to all tournament team, not participation trophies, the guys that probably jumped out to me most would be Shorter Fields, or sh- Shorter Williams, mm-hmm. Amon Ra. Um, but great overall group. I know you probably got a couple more guys you liked as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just to reiterate, I mean, Justin Short, he just blew me away. He blew me away uh, at that size um, with that frame. To be able to run that well, this young, is just special. Uh, nobody could guard him one-on-one. I don't care who it was, he ran past mm-hmm. everybody at will. Now, to your, to your point, he's not a natural ball catcher, right? Fights the ball a little bit. Um, Not a natural hands guy. Doesn't bring it in cleanly every time. But did a good job catching the ball um, in seven-on-seven play. Did a pretty good job catching the ball in one-on-ones. I mean, but the guy is just smoking on the outside. I mean, who gets vertical in a hurry? Knees up, toes up, like a track runner. I mean, just a sprinter. Hussein Bolt up the seam. And just a guy, just a mismatch. He's just a problem for people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think he's got an unbelievable future. And again, my comparison to Terrell Owens, I think they're legit. Um, that's what I remember Terrell Owens looking like big, strong, explosive, linear, but can get and catch the square ends, catch the shallow crosses, break a tackle with that frame and that size and that strength, and, and really chew up yards. Um, again, I'm around St. Brown, he was fantastic. I thought he was explosive, a great route runner. Um, he can make the phenomenal catch. He can make the basic catch. Um, and just a real dog um, that can play inside, can play outside. I, I put him in the backfield pitching the ball a couple times if I was his coach. Um, phenomenal football player. Um, another guy that I really, really liked uh, at receiver, Anthony Schwartz, the speedster out of American Heritage in Plantation, Florida. Um, Thought he was fantastic down the field. Um, Another guy, uh, uh, excuse me, Elijah Moore, another Florida guy from St. Thomas Aquinas, quick. um, Change of direction was fantastic. Really created space by sticking his foot in the ground and caught the ball really well. uh, Competed really hard in one-on-ones and made a lot of plays. Thought Jalen Hall and Brian Hightower uh, made some plays. Thought Jalen Hall was was big in the back of the end zone, playing the end zone line, going up high, high-pointing balls. I thought Brian Hightower caught the ball really well, uh, was consistent all week. I thought those guys did a really good job. I didn't have an
1: all-nall tournament receiver. pains me to say that. I know it pains me to say that. Oh, jeez. I think I know why you don't have a guy. Because there was one guy that you were pipping pretty hard to me who didn't really step up. I don't think you want to admit that. The One guy who you didn't mention, so so Justin come on, Ross, man. come come clean with it. So, Justin Ross was a guy that I've been high you on. Were saying this guy is the I, equal, if not superior, of our boy Almond Ross, St. Brown.
0: I've been high on, uh, really still really really like. I didn't really get a chance to watch him much, um, because I was at other games or <laughs> I, I didn't really get a chance to like get my eyes on him, but from what I understand, he didn't really show up, didn't really show out the way I thought he would. Uh, I'm not sure what the issue was there but um the feedback was he didn't shine
1: like I thought he was going to shine. This is true. Maybe he was injured. I mean I don't want to I don't want to trash a kid there's a ton of injuries which we will get to later on yeah. there's a ton of guys. Yeah, but I don't want to start hurt. off I don't want to start no, off no, with I, maybe I, he was injured. No, no. I I just want to I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt which you don't need. Ball, ball, ball. I'm not Justin Ross. I'm not the guy out there playing. <laughs> that <laughs> I was mean, your boy. He is my guy. He is my, no, guy. Is my no, guy. Regardless of how he did, again, we're talking shorts and shirts as a prospect. Sure. He's still easy five-star, tremendous upside, and, and going be, to be a great football player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So move right along, we're going to talk tight ends, which is great, a really good great group. group. Really yeah. good group. Uh, multiple pro football players in this group, if you ask yeah. me. want to start off with uh, Jeremy
1: Rocket, right? So I know he's one of your all tournament guys. Go ahead and go with your all tournament team. Yeah, I mean, he, that's him right there. He was the best guy. And, and again, another guy we talked off off, off air. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to know who guys are. Yeah. I, I want to just watch and say, okay, who, that guy's good. Who is he? Without having a preconceived bias. And I heard about, you know, Jimmy Brecker was our number one tight end. Well, he's from the East Coast. And our last number one tight end was a guy named Chris Clark who just went, to about 18, just went to about 18 different colleges before he settled on? I don't even know where he's at right now. So I'm like, wait, another number one guy from the East Coast. He better be able to play a little bit. Yeah. So I'm watching, and, I, and I'm watching this guy. And it was day that you guys were there. We're hanging out. I go, I sure. hope this kid is the Jimmy Rucker guy.
0: Yeah, right, right, this right. This
1: kid is killing it. He's got the perfect prototype tight end body. Don't even hear the ball when he catches it. Yeah. Just soft, soft hands. Yeah. Catches the ball through traffic. Uh, can get open. He's not stiff. Which a lot of tight ends, because they're you know they do so much training, they're just you know strictly straight line guys, sure. cut and turn. They look like robots, right? Yep. This guy is fluid in his movement. Yeah. And then so he wasn't just dominant on air. He was the go-to guy for for Matt Corral, and Dorian Thompson on that Green Team. Like I don't know team names. I don't know Alpha, whatever. <laughs> I'll yeah. just Say the yeah, Green sure, Team, the Green Squad. He was the dominant guy for that Green Team. And green Team. For me, definitely lived up to the hype as the number one guy. But I, I loved all of them. Uh, I'm going to try this name. You might have to help me out a little bit. Chagosium Okonkwo. That's right. Chagosium. So when Tanner McKee made his run and he merged, dude, I kept hearing over and over, Okonkwo with another touchdown. McKee to Okonkwo for a touchdown. I mean, this this guy, and again, watch him. He's another fluid... He looks more like an uh, like a big receiver rather than a tight end. Yep. you know the 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 record kid is you know six six and two forty. Yeah, Jagosi uh, 220. 225 Yeah. So I mean, it's it's obviously a mismatch for a linebacker to cover this guy. Yeah. And he was killing it. But honestly, I, I liked all the tight ends. I thought uh, you know I thought Reverend Jordan made a lot of plays. Luke Ford is a huge kid. When I first saw the Luke Ford kid. I'm thinking, okay, who this guy must be a college counselor. Sure. He was the biggest guy in the event. I think. Uh, so overall, like you mentioned, I mean, there's going to be three or four guys that will play at the highest level—not just call it, but the highest, highest level.
0: Yeah, no question. Um, for my all or excuse me, my all naw tournament team, George Tackett from Gulf Coast, Florida. I thought George struggled a little bit. He had a hard time creating separation. Safeties who I think struggled a little bit in coverage normally did a great job of locking him down. George. Got to keep working on sticking that foot in the ground, creating that separation, using that chicken wing. Get some space, Big George. Well, I thought he struggled a little bit at the yeah. opening. That's all right. That's fair. He's got a chance to bounce back. You got, Absolutely. Yeah, listen, you got 10 opportunities to bounce back coming to fall, baby. Absolutely. Go in there and handle your business. Big George on oh my all-naw oh, no, tournament team. Move right along. Looking at the offensive linemen. Good group of offensive linemen. Did a great job kind of competing against a really good group of defensive linemen.
1: want we'll to talk a little bit about your all-tournament offensive line guys. So the guy that Nike named as the MVP, which I agreed with, was Jamari Sawyer. And he came last year to this event yeah. and absolutely dominated Marvin Wilson, who was everyone's top guy in the D tackle. And it was my first time watching Marvin. And, and I was going, this guy is Marvin Wilson? Right. Like he, I'm not seeing him get past a lot of scrimmage, because he kept going up against this guy. yeah, Jamari Sawyer, he did the same thing. On Sunday and Monday, especially Monday, he was he was tremendous. Um, liked him a lot. Again, not to go West Coast homer, but Justin Dedich was phenomenal. Yes, he was. He, I think he might have been the runner-up for MVP. He's putting guys on their back in pass pro. Yeah. I mean, he is a tough, physical super kid. We talked about him forever a few super. weeks ago. USC commit. Oh, yeah. He, I can make an argument. Best center I've seen come out of the West Coast, maybe since Jeff Byers out of Colorado. Wow. Another USC guy. I mean, Justin's good. I, I, I mentioned that. And somebody was saying, what about... You know Ryan Khalil, and you know, Ryan Khalil became a great center. Yeah. But at at, at Servite High School, I watched Brian Tun. You know he was good, but no one would have predicted oh, Ryan Khalil's could be the highest paid center in the NFL. This right. is Justin Dent at the same stage, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about evaluating. It's, absolutely. It's at the same stage, Justin Dent is one of the best I've seen. Uh, Jackson Carmen, he probably had the most dominant wins. Sure. Where he was absolutely just baptizing kids. He was awesome. I mean, he was taking them and just dipping them into the water. That's right. And he But he wasn't bringing them back up. They oh, were no. just buried, and they were staying buried. Finishing guys to the floor is what we like to call them. He finished better than everybody. Yeah. I loved him. Uh, and, and then the, the other tournament guys, again, this voted by the Nike coaches, Carlos Dunlap, Bree Walker, and then Will Craig. It was kind of a surprise selection in that top six. But those three guys, if I'm just you know, we're going cream of the crop, yeah. uh, Jamare, Justin Denich, Jackson Carmen those three guys were the, the, my three favorite.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, Jackson Carmen, was fantastic. Jamarium, I mean, he just was swallowing guys up at the point. And uh, Justin Denton, it's just a total animal. And I'm wondering what he eats. And
1: if do, do they <laughs> cane do, protein? Do, do they still? It might Maybe. be. It might be. I need some of that cane protein. You know what? I don't. How about that? I, I think I'd be. I think I'd be, be I'd be unstoppable
0: with that stuff, man. Yeah, I'm unstoppable without it. Okay, I'll keep it pushing though. Um, a part of my all-naw no tournament team. This is a young guy there, Devontae
1: Dobbs. Devontae like going with the young kid, okay. We're
0: going with the young kid first, Devontae Dobbs from Bellevue, Michigan. So Devontae is a rising junior, invited to the opening as one of the underclassmen. Good-looking player, good-looking prospect, but he's out of his league, Greg. There's a viral video going on around with Devontae, going up against number one rated defensive end, Xavier Thomas, out of IMG, Florida. He comes off the ball out of the stance, and he gets into Devontae's chest plate, and he chucks him about 29 yards backwards. In the air. In the air. <laughs> it's like Superman in Superman 3 where he punches the bad guy, and the guy
1: flies through the earth. Devontae really got put on right there. I think that's, that's the biggest fear. If you ask any of these 166 kids, you do not want to be in a viral video. No. You don't you want, you want to be in the receiving end. Don't do it for the gram. Don't do it for the gram.
0: It, it, it wasn't a great look, but Devontae he competed hard. Yeah, he had some rough spots. Uh, I'm sure he could be back, next, be back year, next year, bounce back, and, and come in and, and put somebody on his squad. Another guy that really struggled, man. And we we talked yeah. off air, and I'm not sure this guy belonged at the event. Uh, Daniel lele Daniel Lele. From IMG, the big six foot, 10, 405 pound offensive tackle, mammoth of a human being.
1: He really struggled, Greg. You know what? And again, like you said, probably didn't belong. He's a great story. Sure. Never played football before. He's going to IMG, yeah. which obviously is obviously a football factor. He's going to learn. He's going to get better. But he, as a left tackle, you wow. guys, that's your most athletic. Offensive line position. He was probably the least athletic kid there. In the group. I mean, there Absolutely. was like 340-pound guards that were moving laterally better than he was. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it wasn't just the lack of lateral mobility. He just didn't look like he knew what was going on. Yeah. And confidence went like that. Yeah. And confidence for a quarterback, just like it is for an offensive lineman. Yeah, we've talked about that. You lose it a little bit, and you could just kind of see body language-wise, the shoulders were slumping. Yeah. He wasn't Head sprinting down. up to that line and taking another rep. You know, uh, I, I, I don't think he would have cared if someone would have said, hey, you know what? You want to go ahead and go in front of me? Yeah. You want to go in front of me? Go ahead. So, seemed like a very, very good, gentle-spirited kid. I'm going to root for him because it's a great story. He never even played. He's at the opening. Yeah. But he was just overmatched. He was overwhelmed. All oh, no. Tournament offensive lineman, Devontae Dobbs. Hey, one, one more guy to throw out there. Again, i not, not doing participation trophies, but Panay. Panay's was tremendous. Unfortunately, he was. He got hurt on Monday. I think he would have made that final five. Panay, they moved him inside, and he was playing guard. He's always been a tackle, but he looked great playing guard. And I think I want to mention him only because he would have made that final five. I was told that by, by some of the coaches. Yeah. Unfortunately, he got hurt halfway through Monday's workout and wasn't able to go. I always thought Pinay was a guard. Mm-hmm. I
0: always thought he projected really well as a guard, not as a
1: tackle. I know that's
0: what he plays for his high school team, but. On the next level, you're definitely an interior guy. and Again, I heard the same thing. He played pretty well, so shout out to Penn A. We have to shout out. But again, all our, excuse me, my NAW tournament guys, Devontae Dob, Daniel Fa'a, Lele from IMG Academy. Moving right along, we're talking defensive linemen. Of course, the, best, the one that stands out the most is Xavier Thomas. Greg, you've seen this guy a couple times now. Uh, just a freak of a hmm. football player. Not a Not a freak of a. Uh, athlete per se, but just a freak of a football player, Xavier Thomas, about an IMG
1: Academy. Yeah, he was there last year, you know. So, again, if you if you come the year before, just yeah. like Jamari Sawyer, you, yeah. you, you know what's going on, you yeah. know what to expect. And obviously you're a very good football player if you yeah. got invited as a sophomore rising junior. Yep. Yeah. And, Thomas, you can make an argument, you know, maybe the best defensive player in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we both love Patrick Sertain. Xavier Thomas, man, he's got just a different level of burst around the edge. Yep. Not just a burst around the edge guy. He's got no. counter moves. Yes. He can go inside. He's got, obviously, we saw the power on the, vi- on the viral video, taking the big old guy and tossing him yep. in the air. He didn't, he didn't put him on the ground. He put him in the air. Yep. The guy has everything. I like the compete level. I like the, 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 the what a good teammate he was. Yeah. You know, hitting, you know Pat, the other guys, congratulating them. Sure. Physically, like you mentioned, he's not 6'5". He doesn't have... You know the same body as some of these freaky defensive ends, but as a pure football player, how do you, how do you block this guy? He's a he's a difficult matchup, man.
0: He's just a guy with a skill set that really translates really well to the next level. I think he's going to play as a true freshman mm-hmm. in Clemson. He's going to make an impact. The guys going to come away with six to eight sacks out of his freshman year. He's got a burst. He's got flexibility. He has he understands hand moves and leverage, hesitation and and dip and rip. And I just he was a part of our prep academy three years ago. He's a fantastic kid. Um, just an outstanding prospect. He's gonna make you know tremendous noise early on
1: in his college career. Let's talk about some other guys that you really liked on your all tournament team. Yeah, so Tyreek Smith uh, was another guy who who jumped out for me. Um, he was he made their final five and they picked best on best. Yeah. Uh, Nesta Silvera was a big D tackle who made a bunch of plays. Physical, physical. Uh, I like Brenton Cox. Uh, oh yeah, I was seeing him. You know, oh, he, was, yeah. he was countering. He was going speed, and he was going. He, he was going power. He was going speed, yeah. and he was going. He was going power. So yeah. I liked him a lot. And then, just to throw out a, a little underclassman love, Nolan Smith to me is a guy we're, we're definitely going to see back wow. next year. And he has a chance to be wow. the, the number one D lineman next year. He was probably one of my top five, six guys. And again, he's got two more years to go. I mean, the guy, we were talking off, off
0: the air, and the guy looks like a safety man. Mm. Six foot three, 220-something pounds. I mean, lightning speed off the edge. Tremendous length. He's going to be a tough, tough matchup yeah. for any high school office attacker, let alone, you know, guys that he's going to play against on a week-to-week basis at IMG, man. He's going to be a difficult, difficult
1: dude to deal with. Uh, how, how IMG, I mean, how good is that D-line going to be when they got got him on one side and then Xavier Thomas on the other side? Yeah, there's no question. That's going to be – dude, our boy Tanner McKee, when they go up against IMG in week two, that's going to be – Teron Vincent in the oh, interior. Gosh. It's going to be a little bit of an issue. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be tough.
0: Those Centennial Huskies, they better be ready because they got a really good group. So uh, in terms of my all-naw tournament, all-naw tournament, I about some guys who struggled a little bit was uh, Ron Tatum from Oklahoma. Uh, I thought he struggled a little bit on the edge. Couldn't really win the edge could really win uh, with his speed. His power was a little insignificant at times. Um, I thought another guy who struggled a little bit was Ronnie Perkins. Uh, Ronnie Perkins was the guy who Jamari Sawyer really kind of manhandled inside. And when he tried to move outside, he wasn't quick enough to really win the edge. I think those guys struggled a little bit uh, versus the competition. So Ron Tatum, Ronnie Perkins are part of my all naw tournament team. Moving along. Moving to the linebackers. Good old linebackers, good group of linebackers. Thought they really manhandled the running backs and the cat and mouse. Mm. Um, that first night we were out on the football field, did a really, really great job. Greg,
1: talk a little about your all tournament guys at linebacker. So, I mean, it's going to look like a, a West Coast list. So I'm going to start off with Cameron with McGrone from Indiana. That's a guy I liked a lot. And. You know, I, again, watched him at the Nike camp in Oakland when he first came out, and he I liked his athletic ability. I liked his strength. I liked he was able to to kind of not get pushed around or, or knocked off the ball by a tight end, but he could hang with those running backs. You know, Jack Lamb is a guy that we've seen a ton playing for, you know, the ground zero, seven-on-seven seven team. And Jack, I, I've, I've said this three times now, but I, he's deceptive in the sense that you don't expect – I'll, I'll go there. A, a white linebacker got to move the way Jack can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He is extremely good in coverage. Yeah. I, I've seen him go 30 yards down the field, knock falls away. Absolutely. You watch his film and he's coming off the edge and he's a great pass rusher. But in this event, you know, talking to, you know, their team won the whole thing. Yeah. And obviously Justin Fields helped them out a little bit. It wasn't just the Jack Lamb show, it was Justin <laughs> helped out a little bit. A little bit, a little something. But talking to my boy Eugene Jackson, I said, hey, talk about your defense. And he goes, Jack Lamb. Yeah. That was the first guy you mentioned. He goes, we're rotating four linebackers, you have two two, but we're gonna keep him in the whole game. We rotate the other three guys. Because he, he put him in the center and he does everything well. Yeah. You know, redirects, he covers, he moves, he flashes. Jack Lamb was tremendous. I thought, and dude, Raymond Scott. You Raymond know, every Scott. event. And then we talked about guys who just maybe don't have those measurables, those NFL six three or you know, run four four. But yeah. Raymond Scott, Solomon Tulia Poo Berlin Robertson. Uh, Ie Pali, Gatiote, all the Polynesian boys really stepped up, and they it was did. fun to see because everyone, again, you know they're tough and violent. You know, especially Solo, he's always looking to take your head off, whether it's seven on seven or pads. But all those guys looked a lot more athletic than I've seen them. Merlin looks leaner. Solo looks like he's leaner. They look like they're getting in, in better shape right now, and they all had really good weeks. And uh, so for me, I, I like all those guys and. You know, Brandon Cajo, another poly kid. Brandon you know, Caho who, who had a couple of interceptions. He was huge. Yeah, just athletic. You know, it's an, this is an event for athletic linebackers and those guys all did did really well.
0: I agree. Brandon Cajo, he jumped off the, off the field for me. Um he was in passing lanes all day, man. The guy was making all types of plays. Um thought Patty EA played under control and uh really closed a lot of airspace. Um the biggest takeaway for me was I've never seen a high school linebacker as explosive, as athletic, and just an overall special athlete. Overall special athlete as 2019 linebacker Owen Papo out of Grayson, Georgia. I played linebacker. I know what it's supposed to look like at each level. Owen Papo moves at a different speed and tempo than every linebacker out there. And there were some athletic guys, really athletic guys. Guy Chen Tindall um, yeah, from Spring Valley, good. South Carolina. He was, good. he was all over the place. Very, very athletic, about 210 pounds. But my goodness, this kid, Owen Papo, he just he moves at a different speed. His explosion from point A, B to C is unmatched. And I haven't seen it at the high school level ever. Mm. I've never seen a linebacker this explosive at the high school level ever. And I've seen a ton of guys. The guy just moves at a different speed, Greg. And, I mean, it's special. You watch his tape, and he's on a blitz. I mean, he gets there in a millisecond. I mean, it's just its totally eye-opening. I just thought he was fantastic in in a lot of areas. Still a guy who needs to come and play under control at times and really control that speed. But, you know, he's just a phenomenal prospect. Ray Scott, just wanted to retouch in on Ray Scott, man. Raymond Scott out of Narbonne, again, you know, like you said, a guy that's not going to blow you away with his measurables, but just a really good football player. I've been a big fan of Raymond Scott for a long time, and um, he just shows up, balls out, and goes home. Um, Doesn't really get a ton of pub about it, uh, but we want to show you our love, Ray Scott. We think you you are nice, kid, Mm. and we thought you balled out at the opening. Um, so just some linebackers who did a really great job. I don't have a
1: all null tournament linebacker. I know it sucks, right? How about a guy who we haven't mentioned? Who this was the guy who I need to do a little story. Name one player from outside your region. This is for scout. That name one guy from outside your region you're most excited to see. Yeah, I put Micah Parsons. I you know number two rated player in the nation. Just freak athletically. I didn't see him much. I know he was playing linebacker. For me, I know we have not run as a defensive end. I would, I would have preferred, to, I think, seeing him with the linemen. Sure, seeing him off that edge with the linebackers. I know he had an interception. I saw a deflected pass. Yeah, I just didn't really see a lot of him, um, which is kind of surprising. Like I heard so much, I thought he was going to be a guy to walk away and go, "Dude, this guy is unreal." But I just didn't get to see him. I do not know. What, what your, did you get to see much of him? And if so, what were your thoughts?
0: Yeah. So I saw him. I didn't get to see him much in one on ones. He was kind of down with the with the running back linebackers line, but I didn't really get to see him go. Um, I didn't see him down with the D-line crew. I saw him summon seven-on-seven. Seven. Um, he looked a little bit uncomfortable in space at times. Of course, he's more of a defensive end than he is a linebacker. Um, there's no doubting or there's no questioning his, his athletic ability, and he's a guy who runs 11 flat 100 meters at 235 pounds and six 6'3". Uh, he's got tremendous length, but didn't see him make a ton of plays. Um, again, he's a guy who's trying to show his versatility, I think. sure, Trying to be out playing linebackers, <laughs> linebacker, showing what he can do in space. Uh, but uh, he's much more suited off the edge, using his explosiveness, using his length and his speed to bend the edge, get, win the corner, and rush the quarterback.
1: Totally agree.
0: Totally agree. So moving right along, defensive backs. is a loaded defensive back group. Uh, I thought the West Coast represented well. I thought Florida represented well. Start off talking about who I think I have to jot down here in my notes. What do you think about the superstars, what I named him? Patrick Sertain Jr. out of American Heritage High School in Plantation,
1: Florida. For me, he was one of the better corners I think I've seen. One of the better corner prospects. I think he has... The ability to be a number one overall pick in a, in a draft. If, if if you want to ever go with a corner that highly, yeah. he's six two. Yeah, he can run. He has short area burst, and he's got top end speed. He's got yeah. ball skills, and he was one of the only three or four guys that didn't need to clutch and grab and hold. He wasn't hollering at people, acting like you know you know what most of the time. Sure, he was uh he was tremendous in one on ones. He was tremendous in the team period. I, it's funny. He won't make I – don't, I don't know if he'll make a lot of all-tournament teams only because he didn't have any interceptions. But you know why he didn't have any interceptions. Nobody threw the ball at him. Not much. You know, I mean, he, he was – and the cool thing, like I mentioned earlier, some of the players, I didn't know who he was. I know who he was. I didn't know which guy was out there. I kept going, who was that guy right there? Yeah. They yeah. just don't build him like that out west very often. <laughs> no, with that kind of lane, no, no. and That kind of athleticism. So I'm a, I'm on the bandwagon big time. I love the kid. I mean, if I had to make a comparison, i compare him to Jalen
0: Ramsey. Hmm. Uh, former Florida State All-American now, you know, first-round draft pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. His length is is phenomenal. Hmm. Jalen Ramsey is the yeah. same with Patrick Thirteen, but he's got the, the foot speed and quickness to stay with any type of receiver, right? Yep. With the length of the line of scrimmage to really disrupt routes, and then once a guy is vertical just to stay in his hip pocket, and then with that Richard Sherman-type length to be able to reach up and pluck the ball out the area. He did have one interception I saw. He, He he ran with a guy vertically. They tried to throw the ball over his head. He's in his back pocket. He just reaches up with two hands, snatches the ball, takes it in one hand, and runs the other way for almost a touchdown. I mean, Patrick Sertain, man, what a special-looking football player. He's got all the tools to be a top-five draft pick in the NFL. Um, He's going to be a a, a big-time guy moving forward. Just really, really phenomenal set of skills for him. Talk about some other guys on your all-tournament team at Defensive Back.
1: Man, we have to mention Bookie right now. Wow. Wow. I mean, he was unbelievable. He was... Okay. And again, as a West Coast guy, I love it when I don't have to be a West Coast homer to, to hype up a kid because it's my other guy. It's my East Coast guy, myself. East guy saying, dude, that guy right there, that's yeah. no, that's him. That's the real deal. Yeah, Instincts off the charts. I mean, you can make an argument. I can't remember the last time I saw a DB with those kind of instincts. He's just yeah. always around the ball. I had someone say, man, it's where the ball always finds him. I go, no, he finds the ball. That's right. He knows where to be ahead of time. You know, you put him – and I saw you tweet something. He can play three or four different spots. Yep. You can move them all around. And again, he's a guy that doesn't have the great measurables, but you know what? Neither did Tyrone Matthew. That's right. You know, and I, look, I looked it up, and I go, dude, this guy, here's his forty time. He's 5'9". He's built just like this guy. And I imagine when, when Tyrone Honeybatch played high school football, probably looked a lot like Boogie did. No question. And, and special teams, he'll be able to return some punts and kicks. He's faster now than he was a couple years ago. I mean, I, everyone gets faster, but he's got a burst to him now. He can close now. And he's not clutching and grabbing. He's just always in the right spot. He always competes at a high level, always has that chip on the shoulder. Yep. Uh, tough. Yep. Right? Physical. He'll kill you against the run. There was no running game going on, but I'm just talking about the total package, what he's going to see with pads on. He's got a senior, senior year to go, but he will play as a true freshman at Nebraska, and he's going to be tremendous in college. I mean, just a guy who's smarter than everybody else on the football field. Uh, I liken him to a, a Rondé
0: barber. Mm. Um, a guy who can play outside, but is probably most suited to play inside. Yeah. Because he can affect the run game, he can affect the short passing game. He can really disrupt slot receivers. I mean, just a just a super playmaker. Bookie's just a super playmaker. He's a guy that everybody loves. All the kids follow him. Um, he did a fantastic job communicating, calling out routes, jumping routes, his pursuit to the football. Balls get tipped. It's like it's a no it's a no brainer. Who's going to catch it? Yeah. It's Bookie. <laughs> I thought at times he took over the event, and I tweeted that out. Boogie has taken over the opening. And at times, I thought he did. I mean, quarterbacks were terrified to throw the ball, not at Boogie, but just in his vicinity because he was going to get his hands on it. And
1: not only was he going to get his hands on it, he was going to take it to the tilt. Boogie! When they lost in the semis, I was shocked. Yeah, and I, not, not just because Tanner was rolling. but I go, Bookie will find a way to, to win the game. I mean, wow, to have that much belief in a DB, in a DB, not a receiver, yeah, not a quarterback. I go, yeah, DB will find a way to win it for him. And I heard they, to, you know, they scored three touchdowns. I go, how did Bookie allow? And they're like, oh, it wasn't his fault? I go, no, it was his fault. I have it just was a, Bookie's a, fault. Such a confidence in Bookie. I thought if he's playing the right side, he should be able to sprint eighty yards to the left side and make a play. Yeah, but. uh Oh, no, a lot of good, like you mentioned, a lot of good DBs. Kaden Stearns out of Texas had a ton of plays, a ton yep. of interceptions. Yep. Uh, seven Banks from Florida was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, I love Brian Addison. Again, we've guy we've seen take over seven on seven games this year. That's so right. freaky athletic, 6'4", yep. with a ton of range. He was great at wide receiver also. You can make a case, you know, one of the top two or three athletes in the country. Yep. Uh, Talanova Funga from Oregon. Funga doesn't do this kind of stuff very often. So seeing him in this environment, great pads. He likes to come up and play physical. Seeing him be an athlete. It was fun to see. Isaac Taylor Stewart. You know, again, I've seen him look stiff in coverage at different events. Here, not only did he win the fastest man competition, he covered some guys. He covered made a lot of plays on the ball, a lot of plays on the ball. Uh, one of my favorite human beings, uh, Jaden Woodby. You know, we have a disagreement, and I'm not trying to get political, but that tolerance used to be you could have different views with someone, and you could still be cool. That's right. Now, modern day, modern day tolerance means that if you don't agree with what I'm saying, it means you hate me and that you're phobic of something. Oh, that sounds so familiar, Greg. The thing I love about Jaden and we had this talk. We talked about DM. We talked in person. I see him as a linebacker safety. Yep. He sees himself as a corner safety. But you know what? We have that disagreement. But we're, we're still great, and, he's, he, and he made some plays, and he played well at safety. I know he. The dream for him is to be that nickel corner safety, and I, I, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying the six one. 210-pound body, that's going to be 230. I mean, he's a big kid, big no shoulders, big, weights, big, big legs, eyes, big legs. Yeah. Naturally, your body is going to get bigger. Let it go. Just yeah. let your body go where it wants to go. naturally. Sure. Let, let yourself be 6'1", 230. Be a big safety or in-the-box weak side linebacker and be a great player at that spot. Don't try to cut weight to stay at corner, which I feel like he might want to do. You know what I'm saying? Don't feed like, no cane protein. Don't no <laughs> cane proteins for Jaden Woodby. Let the Saint Brown handle that. No, so Jaden, beautiful human being, loved the family as well, and he made a lot of plays playing as a safety too. Very instinctive, very smart, and uh, good ball skills as well. So uh, a lot of West Coast representative representing there, but overall, I thought uh, a lot of good football players for sure.
0: Yeah, no question. I thought the Florida guys really showed out well. We talked about Sir Junior. I thought Santi Samuel Junior. Uh, was a fantastic player on the outside. He's, you know, very chippy, very aggressive, yeah. very fiery guy. Um, you know, also some guys who I thought stood out. Tyreek Johnson, also from Florida, mm-hmm. uh, the trainee Christian corner, big athletic, made plays on football, uh, very rarely gave up money. Uh, Kalon Gervin made some plays as well. Th- sorry, Croswell. Yes. Sorry,
1: Croswell. Really good Monday. Had a really,
0: really good Monday. Uh, had a one or two pick sixes, really made some impact and highlight plays for his team. Elijah Griffith, I thought he locked down well on the outside as well. So the corners, safeties, defensive backs, thought they did a really good job playing the ball. Like you said, seven banks from Jones High School out in Florida, thought he would, he did really well. Steve Stevens mm. uh, thought he was aggressive and jumped routes, didn't make a ton of plays on the ball, but I just thought his aggressiveness really stood out for me. Uh, like you said, Jaden Woodby, he brought down a pick late, uh, I think Monday as well. Um, so a lot of guys doing a really good job. Chase Williams yep. had a, made a made, made a big plays. play um, with his size on the outside, and Devin Williams, the receiver mm-hmm. slash rec- yeah. corner he safety, hits plays. Came in and, yeah. and 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 roamed the center field and made some big time plays at safety. So really nice job. I do not have a all null tournament DB. Good, sorry fans. That's good. I don't have anything for you on that one. I'll take it. So that's our all tournament team. Our all null tournament team. Saw some things we really, really like. Saw some guys who might have struggled a little bit. That's all right. You got 10 opportunities to make it all better come the fall season. So, uh, had a great time out there in Beaverton, Oregon. I know Greg did a
1: did a number on the Cheesecake Factory. Put <laughs> your pizza in your Long Islands. Ate that, there three times, man. Wow. Three times. Got three different things. Only yeah. the last time did, uh, did it get ugly. But that's all right. That's it's time for another show. Yeah,
0: so we want to talk a little bit about our likes and dislikes on this next segment, kind of wrapping up the show. Um, some things that I liked about the the opening and just the entire event. Um, I like the
1: night version, mm-hmm. man, the night version. They have the special, light. going under the lights. Oh, Always yeah, special, the like.
0: disco lights kind of going with the music cracking. Competition high intensity through the roof. It's a nice job. The opening did a nice job with that. Thought it brought the energy. I thought it brought the flair, the swag. Guys was turned up out there. I was turned up. <laughs> Had a great time watching Patrick Sertan go five and zero in Cat and miles. He dominated. Greg did a nice job there. So the night version of the opening. Bring that. Bring. We need that back another time. Run that back. Run that back. Something I didn't like, Greg. A little too much movement under the sun. Multiple, multiple days in a row. Especially for those receivers, man. Hmm. You think about it, how many receivers kind of went out injured or with nagging injuries or sat out? They're out there, what, Thursday? Wednesday? Thursday? Friday? Saturday? Sunday with multiple games? Monday? I think it wore on guys. Guys guys started coming up lame, coming up limp, and uh, I thought they really – I thought being under that sun for four, five, six days in a row – Really running around, I thought they really, really affected them.
1: Yeah, there was de- it was definitely a war of attrition out there, and then you saw it with with some teams having multiple guys injured. A lot of it, I think, you mentioned, could have been you know just pure exhaustion. Uh, you know, not just and they're all special players, but it was seeing you know Terrace Marshall, Stefan Blaylock, Chase Cota, Greg Emerson had a horrible one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. Yeah, broken the you know broke the tibia. Um, so it, it, again. It's it's hard to balance, you know, how much work they're getting in. These teams are stacked with enough players to try to get enough reps and rest. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, these kids all want to go. They all, all want to compete. So if there was a dislike for me, you know, it probably would have been just the injuries and seeing some guys get banged up. But as far as what I liked about it, I thought the Under the Lights thing was kind of cool. I just – I think the event as a, as a whole, it brings – forget football for a second. You're bringing these young, impressionable kids into the midst of greatness like a Jerry Rice uh, sure. Odell Beckham's out there. And Dominican Suzette, I can go on and on and on. They had former college players. Dory Jackson was out there. Guys that were at the event now are there to kind of give back, talk to the kids. Yeah. A little bit weird for me that the receivers got, other oh, players got more jacked up seeing Odell Beckham than Jerry Rice, but that's probably a generational thing. Obviously, I saw Jerry Rice. I was like, this is the greatest football player the maybe. The greatest ever. And, Jerry, and they're just like, oh, it's Jerry Rice. I'm like, do you know who Jerry Rice really is? And then Odell Beckham, you would have thought he was Elvis Presley the way these kids oh, were reacting God. to Odell. Yeah. Not knocking Odell. He's tremendous. Yeah. But he it was just, ain't Jerry Rice. It's just funny seeing the, the you know, just their he different ain't Jerry Rice. So, um, yeah, the different reactions. So, yeah, I think it's a special event, you know, for the kids to be able to get seen. And, and the competition is tremendous. But I like all that aspect of, of the opening. is letting these guys kind of get mentored and know what it's like. I hey, hate college football is going to be coming. It's a lot, lot harder, you know, than what you're thinking of right now. So get those, picking those guys' brains, let them get back and, and give them a little bit of knowledge of what's going to be like at the next next level. Sure.
0: So that's that's our likes and dislikes kind of recapping the the opening. We had a fantastic time. Shout out to uh, Student Sports and the opening and all those guys over there um, handling their business. And and we had a great time. It was a lot of fun watching the top players in the country go head-to-head, compete for multiple days. Glad I got a chance to see it with my guy, Greg Biggin. So kind of wrapping things up, Greg, Greg, you had a little short story you wanted to share, (laughs) didn't you? (laughs) We were laughing, talking off air. And uh, Greg got a little hot under the collar. Got a little riled up out there
1: one I, I, time. I love my student sports guys. I do. I was there for 15 years. But if there was another thing to, to maybe dislike a little, bit, I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. But those those guys are smarter than I am. But media sessions when you're cut to 15 minutes, it makes it kind of tough. Some people can kind of get a little aggressive. Oh yeah. Right. So, so you know, you're talking to someone or waiting to talk to someone. Just you know what? Be patient. Wait your turn. You know, I'm talking to my guy, Matt Corral, and the guy before me is going forever, and I'm, listen, I'm fine, you know, ask your dumb questions that aren't really relevant, but keep going. Dumb. When, okay. I'm, when, I'm, in, when I'm on deck, just you're in the hole. You're in the third spot. Okay. You know, when some little slappy from wherever he's from wants to try to <laughs> cut in front of me, that's not going to happen. Not Greg Biggins, you know, baby. I had to put hands on a guy and say, hey, oh, sorry, man, this is my guy. Uh-oh. Talk to Matt. He knows we don't mess around in Southern California. Yeah, that's and right. And that kind of just pushed him back about a couple yards. I felt Ooh. bad. I felt bad afterward. The guy was very apologetic. Yeah. Did you I, apologize to him? I, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to. Put hands on you. I go, the guy in front of you kind of got me hit because he was going 10 minutes and he wasn't asking any good questions. He kept just going and going and going. I'm like, dude, wrap this up. Yeah. I could tell Matt's dying listening to your dumb questions. Oh, my god, Let me in there. And then so you're waiting and here comes this little jabroni just slides in there. Wow, it's not going to happen in the mind so, but, of an irritated reporter. But, in, but at the same time, I get it. You know, you only get fifteen minutes, yeah. And so it's kind of hard. If you're, you're lucky, if you get two kids, and you know you have a hundred media people all kind of waiting, you almost feel like yeah. a freaking pedophile just yeah. sitting in the end it's zone, like waiting sharks. for this. Yeah, you, yeah, and I don't want to be that. I don't want to feel like a shark waiting for this prey to come in. And yeah. that's what you feel like. So I don't know how you fix it. I really don't. Um, I do like the media upgrade this year. Um, in terms of getting the stands, so we can watch the linemen without having to look past all the line coaches. Oh yeah, I like that the built it up. I did too. But if we can somehow fix, just maybe giving media a little more time, maybe less days, but more time. Yeah. But other than that, like you mentioned, great event, great time to be there, and yeah. uh, you know, always love love the, my time in Beaverton.
0: Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. So getting ready to wrap this thing up. We appreciate you guys joining us here on the Transparent Truth. We had a lot of fun. Please check out iTunes. Go subscribe. The Transparent Truth. Check out our Twitter at TransTruth92 on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at CoachKeith underscore NP. GB? At Greg Biggins. That's difficult to remember. Sure is. At Greg Biggins on Twitter. Follow us also on Instagram. TransTruth92. truth 714 Sad, Excuse me. TransTruth714. TransTruth714 on Instagram. Kind of get our social media popping. We actually recorded, video recorded this I, this uh, this podcast. And so we're going to be sending out snippets of that. Be on the lookout. The transparent truth is on the rise, baby. So without further ado, I'd like to bring this thing to a close from my host, Greg Biggins. This is Coach Keith getting ready to sign off. Mama, there's a new sheriff in town. And his name is Richie Hammond. Y'all be cool. I'll
1: answer the question.